Do you want an insight into the minds of the industry professionals? Then there's only one place to be. One place to be. The Ins and Out Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs Podcast, I speak with tricker, dancer, singer, performer, stripper, the one and only Zach Smith. Check him out on Instagram and watch his epic videos of him training. There's like 26 backflips in a row on one leg. They're called gainers or kick moons. But check him out. He's dope. In this podcast, we talk about his career, his journey. We talk about some of his injuries and how he got them and what he does to prevent getting them again. We talk about his anxiety. He suffers with anxiety and we talk about ways to combat that. We also talk about what his goals are for the future. Zach is a super cool guy. I'm so happy I got to speak to him. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Here is Zach Smith. And we're in, motherfucker. Let's fucking do this. What's up? (laughs) So today I have with me my friend Zach Smith. Rocking his Forbidden Nights jumper. You I'm know. rocking my ins and outs one. I haven't got a Dream Boys jumper. Uh, they should make what? us some. Yeah, you need to rep those. Yeah, you rep it hard. Uh, You've yeah. all even got... You haven't, no, you haven't got it, but some of the other boys have got uh, their name and Forbidden. Oh, yeah, after their yeah, thing. yeah. I was like, okay, everyone's proper repping hard. Mate, I rep this everywhere. <laughs> but it is a dope jumper. Mm, and I bet it's be. a conversation starter. Well, that's it. I bet people go, what's Forbidden Nights? Well, I take my clothes off and do flips. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and that's the story of my life. Yeah, pretty much. Um, how are you finding it? Yeah, it's great, man. I joined the show like eight months ago now. Uh, it's just so much fun and it's so ridiculous. Obviously, there's like a lot to it, but it's it's unlike anything I've ever done. You know, being a dancer, usually when I trained in musical theatre, you know, you get on stage, you do your show, you take a bow at the end. Whereas with this kind of stuff, the second you're on stage, everyone's screaming, they're excited, they're partying, you know, you catch their vibe, you have the same thing with your friends on stage. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just it's unlike anything else. You get your applause the whole way through the show, you just feel appreciated. Uh-huh. That's what I would say, it's like, I'm no longer a backing dancer. Yes. I'm not an ensemble. Like, yeah. without sounding like a wanker, I am the artist. Yes. You know what I mean? Like That's it, and you get your chance to like, be in the spotlight so mm-hmm. you get your solo like i get my solo in the show and it's just my moment and like for example in ireland we just did there was like what 1500 in, in in the audience and you get that they're literally looking at you displaying yeah. what i've trained for like 12 years and poured my heart into and just they eat it up yeah and it's not very often we get that as dancers or well you're more than a dancer but it's not very often that we get that opportunity to go this is me for two minutes, and you're gonna watch. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if they do, even it's in a in quite a, a tame environment. So, like, if you're in like a a musical or something, and you get a solo, like it's very quiet, and everyone's very prim and proper and following the rules of theatre. Yes, Whereas we, do. we just get screaming, fucking women oh, having it's a great just time, ridiculous. pissed up women, loving yeah. it. Yeah, it's like instant gratification, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. It's like <laughs> everything it's like, I need. Yeah, it's like you do a flip, they go nuts. You're like. Thank you. Yeah, every uh, every single flip. <laughs> every single one. Out of the three minutes I'm there, the 700 I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Oh, it's so much fun. I, like, the, the, the funniest part, though, that I always find is I will bust my balls doing these crazy flips they have no idea about and how, how many years have gone into it, how many injuries I've had or whatever. The second I do just a little flash of the abs, Egan it's, it's just ridiculous. It's hilarious, isn't it? Yeah. Or you just do something that they can uh, relate to. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Anything. Yeah, and just like you stand there. Yeah. You could literally, so I'll, I'll finish something. And if it looks like I'm doing a combination, they'll, they'll, they'll continue to watch and they'll kind of be in it. If I just do something and stand still, they're like, yeah. And just start clapping and kind and of And you're get... like, no, I needed that for everything I just did. This is easy. This is the easy bit. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is the bit that we can all do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fucking mad. How did you, Um, you said that you trained musical theatre and stuff. Mm-hmm. What got you into being a, in the, in, to being a performer? <sighs> My journey has been a bit of a weird one. And uh, I would almost say luck based. Cut you out quickly before you start. Mm. My interpretation of you mm-hmm. is you're not just a performer. You're like a fucking ninja. Like <laughs> like I always say, like you can dance, you fucking do more than just like hip hop stuff. You're you know, you're technically trained. Yeah. You're fucking you can break dance, you can trick, you do a bit of fucking everything. So yeah. that's why I find you very interesting because it's a bit like you're non stop. You know what I mean? Like whenever I see you online, it's always training, it's always like progressing and 
training different things and different styles and doing different stuff. Yeah. Especially tricking. Yeah. Like, so your, your career kind of really inspires me. You know what I mean? Because I'm always like, fuck, he's doing something new again. Like, he's oh, learned something. You, like, he's learned something new this week. Mm. He's learned a new trick this week. And how often as when we're already making this a career, can we say that we're learning something new? That's it, isn't it? And that, and that's where my obsession is with what I do, you know, because we, we, we do, we spent our period training. A lot of people, they do their training and then, uh, I know a few professionals anyway, that will go into work and then that'll be it. They're just working professionals from now on and they'll take the old class every now and then to top up. But my 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 journey is kind of different because it started with an obsession with, with movement. You know, I was a free runner when I was... 12 years old and literally i just used to throw flips on the beach uh, like off a promenade onto stones and that was it that was me for a couple of years uh and then like got picked up by uh like a you know those like theater schools like razzmatazz or stagecoach and things like that mm-hmm. so i think i bumped into them in like a parade and they just asked me to like follow along and do flips behind them and then i ended up kind of talking to the person who owned it and uh, that's when I was first introduced to the world of theatre and that it was actually a thing because I kind of started to do these little workshops with flips and that when uh-huh. I was at, like at a very young age. Uh, I lost my train of thought there for a second. Yeah, so I, I basically got involved with theatre through that way and then just more and, pe- more and more people from like the, the place that I trained, they came to that stagecoach and that's how I knew that dance schools existed. Yeah. And then I took a dance class for the first time ever when I was like 15. Dean, I think after you know doing a bit of free running, doing my break dancing, then I went into like a jazz class. You're like, what the fuck? And is I this? was just, I think it was from Fame. It was like a technical jazzy kind uh-huh. of piece, and bro, it was hilarious. I was the most the, the the most immobile person. Like I couldn't touch my toes. I could barely touch my knees. I still can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just and then they were like, oh, you should you should check this out. Like we're having auditions for the thing and. Like a few years down the line, I ended up auditioning for for the, for the theatre school. I got in. I'd never sung. I'd never done any other dance styles other than b-boying yeah. uh, or acted or anything like that. And it just snowballed over and over again until I ended up in uh, in the career I'm in now. Well, um, where did you train? What theatre? Uh, the Brighton Academy. The Brighton Academy, dope. Yeah, it's just uh, just on the south coast, obviously in Brighton, like a small. And like, that's where you're from, college. right? Um, I'm actually, I was actually born in Buckinghamshire mm-hmm. uh, in Aylesbury and I've kind of lived in loads of different places, but mm-hmm. Brighton was my base for like four or five years. Yeah. And Aylesbury's got the most beautiful theatre. Oh yeah. I choreographed Panther there a few times and nice. it's just so nice. I'm like, it's so fucking, yeah. And I like Aylesbury. It's a dope place. Mm-hmm. Did you grow up there? No. Again, I moved into so many different places. I think I was there for like two years. Uh-huh. And then outskirts of London, then to a place called Littlehampton, which is where I found free running. Mm-hmm. And then went to Brighton where I trained and then obviously now I'm in London. Yeah. And I've lived here for the past four years, which was when I actually, and it wasn't until then that I found tricking. Like before that, I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. I was just, I could do like a kick the moon, like a, a one-legged flippy thing. <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah. And uh, and that was like my trick and I could do a backflip because like I did some cheerleading stuff too along the way. Uh-huh. Um, so I could do a bit of tumbling and uh, lost my train of thought again. So, right. so you could do a... Uh, kick to moon you do a backflip yeah and then little bits and that's how you got into yeah and tricking. I bumped into a tricker on like my first kind of real job that actually took off uh, I mean, it was just a, an acting gig actually I was playing C-3PO in um, do you know Secret Cinema? yeah yeah so in their Star Wars Presents thing I was C-3PO like in the in the suit <laughs> sick and uh, the the guy who was like my double like we, we did it together he was a tricker and he just showed me like I, I remember it was the first time I'd seen someone connect a, a, a trick the way I, he did it he did uh-huh. like a, a, a full twist and swung a cork out of it oh sick and I was like amazed uh, it blew my brain because I'd only done like singular flips until that point yeah and uh, I'd always wanted to do a cork. Like, you did too <laughs> yeah I was like whoa this guy is incredible and then I just started training flips from there and got so obsessed like yeah. every day every single day I would be doing something like I need to needed to be more flexible so I was like okay I'm gonna stretch and then I need to be stronger so I've got to go and do the gym but then because I'm gymming I know I've got to stretch again because you know I'm getting tighter mm-hmm. and then I've got to get that Becton session I think there was a three-month period where I did six days a week tricking for like the morning session which is three hours at East London Gymnastics uh-huh. 
and then I would go home, I'd eat, I'd go to the gym to do a little bit of rehab, and I'd go back to Beckton in the evening for the second session. Fuck. And I did it for three months. You must have been absolutely broken. I was destroyed. But I, I someone had told me that your body would just adapt. Uh-huh. And naive 21-year-old me, 20-year-old me was like, great, cool, I'll adapt. Yeah, it, I'll he hurt, said it, it can it, happen. Yeah, <laughs> it, it'll stop hurting eventually. Uh, yeah, and then I broke an ankle. <laughs> Fuck. What's that like? What's it like having like, because you do get injured quite a lot. You always say you're quite injury prone. But I don't even think it's the fact that you're injury prone. I just think that it's because you're, it seems very intense. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like what you're doing is intense. If you're not performing, you're training. And if you're not training flips and stuff, you're in the gym. Yeah. So it's, I don't feel like it's the fact that you're injury prone. I think it's the fact there's that you're, no rest. there's no rest. Uh, yeah. There's no recovery. Yeah. And it took me until my last ankle sprain, which was in January last year mm-hmm. to really realize that. And it really hit home. And I was like, I just haven't had a rest day in so long. Like I need to actually sleep. Like, that's more important than the training I'm putting in. And when I did that, the tricks that started coming out of my body were incredible. It became cleaner, easier. Mm-hmm. I got stronger, faster. And just, yeah, that's when I, and then, <laughs> and then a year later, which is to, to me now, uh-huh. like it got to December and I'd been doing so well. Like I finally figured out the resting. I did my training and then we went with my boys. We do like a, like a Christmas session sort of thing, uh-huh. like at a trampoline park. It's just uh-huh. a little bit of fun. And I just happened to like land on the trampoline with my arms straight as the trampoline was coming back out. And I dislocated oh, my elbow. Oh my God. Yeah. Again. But I mean, it's been like four or five weeks now. It's pretty solid. Do you ever get the fear of like, uh, obviously, cause when you injure yourself, most people, they injure themselves once and they go, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. Do you get the fear of like, yeah. right, I've just fucking broke my ankle the last time I did this flip yeah. and now I'm going to do it again yeah. for the first time. How do you overcome that fear? It's a long process and you really have to have a lot of self-belief and, you know, doctors, so just so everyone knows, I've had two operations on my left ankle. I've had one on my shoulder, which was like a a life-threatening one, actually. I had like septicemia. It went really bad. Oh, shit. What's that? Um, Like blood poisoning. Oh, dear. So it started off as like an infection and then uh, like a collarbone break kind of thing and it just spread and my whole, but like I was in shutdown. What uh, happened? Like explain it. So it's quite hard to understand. Yeah, it's this is a tough one. So basically, I was doing windmills on a carpet. Wasn't even worth it. It wasn't even worth <laughs> it. Wasn't it wasn't even worth it. I'll tell you how I did all of these injuries yeah. too. They are not worth, and yeah. not a single one was worth it. But the, so this was my very first injury really. And I was four, 14 or 15. We were with my friends in school who were like the b-boy crew uh-huh. we were at my friend's house and he had a garage and inside that garage was like a really old bit of carpet we used to dance on and it was really really old and somehow had some like virus bacteria in the carpet so i was doing topless windmills i got a graze just a, a small little graze on my shoulder and it got infected and for about a month the doctors were telling me i had a stomach problem and then it, my dad like rushed me to hospital and it uh it had escalated to the point where they nearly had to cut the arm off. Holy shit. Did your arm go like yellow and shit? It was red. Have you seen Hellboy? Yeah. Yeah, I looked like Hellboy. I had a, I had a big red, red right hand. <laughs> it was literally... <laughs> and... Yeah, it was crazy. And and it was when my dad saw it, he rushed. He like obviously rushed me to hospital. Of course. And they were like, what? I can't believe that you didn't come sooner. And if you didn't, it was like a week away from an amputation and it could have been much worse. Like I had blood poison. It was carrying the infection all around my system. Fuck. Mm, that was crazy but with with the other injuries so the the first major one for my ankle uh-huh. i was in theater school yeah in dance college sorry and uh i had just obviously started training ballet so my body had just come accustomed to turnout mm-hmm. so adapting adapting <laughs> yeah so my body had just like my hips started to open up and we were doing a warm-up in a gymnastics session and I did the most ridiculous dive Kong, like a huge dive vault. Yeah. It must have been two crash mats in, in length sort yeah. of thing. They were on their side. And uh, I cleared the distance, but I landed in first in turnout uh, and my foot stopped. My ankle touched the floor over my foot. and, and It's I, actually making me cringe. <laughs> like my stomach just... But it was, it was crazy. I knew I'd done it. Mm. straight away and I was and I was you know screaming in pain whatever effing and blinding like I thought I'd really fucked it I was like this is fucked 
crept off to a corner so I could weep a bit so no one would see me. <laughs> with, but within 10 minutes, the adrenaline had like sorted me out yeah. and uh, I didn't think there was anything wrong. So I stood up and just started walking because like... As you do. My brain's a bit weird like that. Like I, I just, I'm just like, oh, I'm fine. Like I, it obviously hurts. I'll get it checked out, but I can walk. So yeah. it can't be broken. And I was like, I'll just finish the gymnastics lesson. So I got on the trampoline. <laughs> And had like a, another 30 minutes of training. I finished my day at college. Somehow got through the day. Went went home. Had a Domino's because I felt a bit rubbish. You know, pick, pick me up. Feeling sorry for myself. Yeah. And then uh, just when I went to sleep, when I'd finally relaxed and switched off, it just swole. And like, it, it was crazy. Like, it was so big. Like fat foot. Like fat foot to the max. It was blue. I was like, okay, maybe I've sprained it. <laughs> so I went into college the next day I got my friend to drive me in and I turned up to my ballet class and I was just like uh, who was it Miss Robin or whoever it was and I was like oh I just need to go and see the physio just to check this foot out saw my physio and he literally wanted to slap me he was like you need to go to any right he drove me himself yeah and it and I had like cartilage tendon ligament damage and it just and like it was slightly out of place like it was really bad is, is that the the first ever time you've done your ankle right yeah and that's been the the root cause kind of since like since it's, that it's the, always keeps coming back yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's been there ever since and it's my takeoff leg for all my flips like if then if anyone knows tricking I, I do a lot of gainers and mm -hmm. swing tricks so i all take i off always and show everyone your constant gainers like it, continuous ones. Yeah. i'm like look it just doesn't stop <laughs> <laughs> it's like my favorite thing and it's that leg that is the one that had to deal so with you've got to land on it as well like it's the constant pressure of taking a yep. paste in and it took a year and a half of like grueling physio like pain i had to increase my range of motion again in the ankle just to be able to jump i could never i, I had to give up tap dancing actually which i was really enjoying at the time uh the just because they want it couldn't keep they up want, they, they want loose fast ankles enough. yeah exactly they <laughs> and you now need to tighten yours yeah and then uh, after about a year and a half i started being able to trick on it again like a little bit um, what's the rehab like for that like what kind of stuff do you do for rehab uh, loads of proprioception training. So just get like mind to muscle connection uh -huh. again, like telling it that teaching it how to balance without the help aid of my eyes and, and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, like the wobble boards, yeah. do you know, those yeah, yeah. loads of, I do a lot of weighted stuff with those mm -hmm. and like high, like calf raises on that yeah, balancing exercise stuff. standard, it's that standard stability mm. kind of exercises. Uh, you don't do the bouncing on one foot on a trampoline softly to... Uh, yeah, we did some of that. That's like every every time I see a footballer with some sort of any sort of leg injury, it's like their go-to. Like you see them bouncing on a trampoline. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think you should be doing that yet. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> I just, and, and this was at the time still where I wasn't learning my lesson. So the second I had a chance, I would still train my other side. Like I taught myself how, like I can swing gainers on both legs now because of I was like, it, for work, for us, it's so important for, for me to be able to, like if I'm having a bad ankle day, to do it on the other side just in case. Just in case you need to collect a check and you get to set and they go, we need you to do this. And you're like, I can't do that today. Do that. Yeah, which mm. we can't do, you know that. Like yeah. they'll get someone else who can do it. That's yeah, just you the, lose the your money. Yeah. yeah, and uh, man's got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that was that one. And my... Sorry, I'm just like waffling on about no, injuries. No, 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 no. It's good to know. I, yeah. I'm intrigued because I've, I've only ever had one serious injury in my neck. Mm. And my rehab was don't do anything. Mm -hmm. And then my way of not getting it again was don't do anything that makes it hurt. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's easier said than done. It really is. Especially with your foot. It's something that you're on. Like, I, I really, I barely headstand anymore. Yeah. Don't do anything with this pressure on my neck. Yeah. I don't take Brian Freeman or Cisco auditions or classes yeah. because I don't want to whip my neck. I don't want to put any pressure on it that I don't need to. Yeah. But I mean, it's your foot. <laughs> it's your ankle. That's our whole thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess having a really, I think I have a really high pain tolerance. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to know when is too much for it. Because for me, I can push through pain. Like, it's, yeah. It's just an, a normal thing. Like as a b-boy training on concrete my whole childhood, yeah. pain is like a, your friend. Part, part, it's part, of, of, part it. of it. Yeah, you're just like, oh, my right hand hurts today. Okay, I'm going to just use my shoulders and train yeah. mills or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but the, so how did I do? Oh, yeah. So my second, the second time I did this. Uh -huh. So I'd done all the rehab. I've gone through the emotional trauma, the nightmare. I literally had nightmares. Yeah, I bet. Like I would have dreams 
they were so bad, really graphic. Like mm-hmm. I would go for a trick and my body would just break. Oh like I would, I would go for a trick. I would give up midair somehow in my dream and I would land and whatever body part touched the floor first, it would break. And like, it was traumatic. I would have daymares about it. Yeah, too. but you wake up sweating and fucking Literally crazy shit. like, it's ridiculous. Um, and so with the, with the second injury on this ankle, uh, I just finished filming for the Mary Poppins Returns film. Mm-hmm. I think, was Which was great, by the way. Thank you very much. I uh, saw you straight away. As soon as you come on, I was like, there's Zach. Yeah, flipping away. <laughs> um, so we'd, and you know, you know what the schedules are like on yeah, films. Yeah. You just have to be ready at any time. doesn't matter how it was you're cold. You're there all day and all night and you're needed when days, you're needed. That's it. They'll call you, I think it was during the night shoots. And uh, we were, I think I was flipping in like, practically doc martins yeah which are like no support really Abs- absolute torture just horrible pain pain on pain on pain mm-hmm. and we just finished a 12 hour dance day and the last hour of the day they were like cool now we need to do your your flippy bit mm. which for me it wasn't too difficult but after 12 hours of dancing to do like front round of has yeah, been, has yeah. been flash or whatever it was that they wanted in those boots and to do it just one more time one more take. Yeah. One more take. We think we can do a better shot. <laughs> yeah. The the physio on the film by that point had taped up both my ankles uh-huh. and like was doing daily things for my hips because it started to offset my knee, started to offset of my course. hip, my back. Like it all has an effect. And uh, I just, we'd just done the final shoot day. We'd, I'd gone home and I think I was literally, I did it here. I did it on my trampoline in the garden. And uh, my my friend had this crazy camera and he was like, oh, let's test out some shots. Like, And it was dark uh-huh. and it was so stupid. And I was like, yeah, cool. I, I'm not t- too tired. Like, let's go in the dark on my mm-hmm. trampoline and we'll do it. I did a double twist and uh, a light flashed in my eye. Mm. And you only have a split second to land, obviously, yeah. from that because it's so fast. And I just couldn't see the floor. So what I did was try to sit down, but I didn't get my foot out of the way in time. And I Landed sat on it. And yeah, snapped it. Shit. I snapped that bad boy. So I heard it like a tree, like, like, yeah, it was. And I was like, it's broken. And again, I knew because I'd already been through this injury before. I knew exactly what I was about to go through. I knew the trauma that it had. I knew I was about to be out of work for so long. Thank God I just filmed that because, you know, I had my savings. Yeah. And my insurance luckily helped me out um, with, with things like rent. But just knowing that I had I had to rehab this ankle for another year, I'm not I wasn't gonna give up. Mm-hmm. Like I can't I can't let go of these flips because I have so many goals. Like I've still got I'm gonna land a triple cork and I'm gonna land a, a double gainer before I stop tricking. Yeah. However that happens, it will happen. And it's interesting you say that because you're like, you know, I'm not gonna give up. But also, it's your life, it's your income, it's your yeah. job. You know what I mean? Like you primarily get hired over everyone because you're dope at what you do. Mm-hmm. You know I mean it's your niche. Although you can do everything, that's your niche. So if I want, if I need to hire a dancer who can trick as well, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You're yeah, the go-to. Yeah. So you don't want to fuck that up because well, that's your definitely. That, that's like that's my your booking whole selling point. point. Yeah. yeah. If I suddenly go, oh, do you know what? I'm just gonna dance now. I go back into the cattle market. Yeah. Then yeah. you're no longer the no and creme de la creme. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The flip guy. Shit, the flip guy. Um, it was interesting. You just said about uh, you know, you relied on your insurance. Mm-hmm. What did you do? You have like uh, health insurance for if you're injured, then yeah, you, get you have to. I, I mean, it's interesting during... you say you have to because I don't. Okay. And I know most dancers don't, and most performers don't. And me and Chris Minow were talking about how important this is. And I'm currently looking at getting at my own property, mm-hmm. and uh, we were talking about insurance, and they were like, you know, if you get injured, you can't make money so you can't pay your mortgage and I was like I've never been injured like that before or or I'm like that's never been an issue and yeah, it's always like your mind. I can always go back to my mum's house that's never a problem now I'm like oh but if I own this <laughs> you've got no one's gonna pay my bills that, then yeah. yeah so explain about your insurance like so I mean mine I know is, that sounds super boring but for dancers you know it's a lesson to be no, learned I think it's so important you need to cover yourself because if you hit a I mean, I've had it tw- twice already. Like, I just use go through equity. Mm-hmm. Equity are great. They have a basic one. And I mean, at the time, I had only had that one, thankfully, being part of uh, equity, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, and they 
just needed proof that it was on a job or whatever and they paid you xyz they paid enough to cover my rent and uh just help me out in other ways as too they're they're really good like yeah. they started talking me through through the, all the boring stuff like how to pay less for council tax how to do supplements for bills mm-hmm. other ways to like apply for funding for people that are in, in that scenario they yeah. really helped and then you know if you're someone like yourself you know, talking about a mortgage you can pay like a premium so you pay a little bit more each month to, mm-hmm. to cover your butt and then if you're in a contract or uh you have proof of earnings like if you pay yourself a wage which is a good way to get around it if you pay yourself a wage every month out of your account uh-huh. then they cover loss of earnings for however long you need as long uh, as you can just prove that the injury that's happened you like pay yourself, yeah yeah so that's like a way around it if you're someone who does a lot i know a lot with commercial gigs like it will be the odd uh gig here and there for a tv show for a corporate mm-hmm. gig for whatever and that's not like a long-running contract like you get in musical theater yeah or like maybe the dream boys or forbidden mm-hmm. nights where we've mm-hmm. got that financial security yeah it's just another way to back yourself up yeah it's really smart and it's funny isn't it because everyone goes uh like and i'm a prime example a prime example of that no i don't need it but you don't need it until you need it and then you really need it you know what i mean and then you're like oh fuck i really need this right now yeah like thank god I, one, was a member of equity, uh-huh. and two, had just done a job that had put a lot of savings in my bank. Now, I wasn't paying that premium that I just spoke about. Yeah. So, they, own, they I think they paid me £150 a week, uh-huh. which is not a lot of money. I mean, my rent is close to that anyway with bills. Like, yeah. I think I do, that, that is literally just that. So, that's yeah. all the money I had. And now, if you didn't have any savings... You're fucked. You're absolutely fucked. Yeah, that's mad. Bank of dad. You should um, <laughs> uh, get in contact with Dancers Network. Mm-hmm. and speak to Richie and Lily. I had them on the podcast. I'm trying to do quite a bit of work with them because I just want to make the community a better place for dancers mm-hmm. as much as they do as well. Um, and you should definitely be in touch with them and tell your story with them at some of their events and some of the meetings because yeah. you know, you're a prime example of, of why, it's a, so important. why it's so important. And I think people don't realize how important that is. And I'm one of those people that never did, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm definitely going to do it now <laughs> I, I think it's a good idea bro. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you get yourself out i mean fingers crossed touch wood all of that it will never happen to you and, yeah. I, and anyone listening uh, exactly the same to you guys but just cover your back yeah but like you said hopefully it never happens and the, you always go well I've, people always go oh this never happened so i don't need it yeah but you don't need it until you need it yeah and it's not i mean how much money is equity to do a year? Like a hundred and something pounds? Yeah, which is... For the whole year. You can pay 10 pounds a month. Yeah. And that could save you. That could save your rent. That could save you being kicked out of your house. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Stop you from being fucking starving. Out on the streets. Yeah, man. That's a fucking good lesson for everyone and for myself. Mm. Um, When you uh went to Brighton... The Brighton Academy. Brighton Academy. Mm-hmm. How long were you there? Uh, I actually did four years. Oh, shit. It's a three-year course, but mm-hmm. because of the ankle break... You missed some time. Exactly. Um, so I did the first first and second year as normal, and then it was in the second year that I had the injury. So mm-hmm. I repeated my second year. They gave me the option, yeah. which they were really nice about because I was a hard, I've always been a hard worker, as, as we've spoken about. And whatever I'm doing, whether it was singing, acting, or, or thing, I just wanted to be the best I could be at it mm-hmm. because otherwise I feel like I'd wasted my time and money. You know, yeah, yeah, have yeah. a lot of money to train to do the things we do. So they thankfully gave me a, a subsidized year again so I could repeat it. And I tell you what, bro, the, I owe those guys so much. Like until as much as I say I'm a, I am a hard worker, it wasn't until that injury where I had – I hated singing. Mm-hmm. I absolutely hated singing Same. and I was terrified of acting. Same. And because, you know, we're physical. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't get like – yeah, that, that that didn't. It just wasn't a natural didn't thing for me. Didn't excite me at all. Didn't no. interest me. I remember my audition for college. I sang, you know, Oklahoma. Yeah. I sang, Oh, what a beautiful morning. But I sang it like an octave lower by accident. <laughs> like there is a bright golden haze on the middle. Like literally <laughs> right down there. And uh, I had no no clue. But until that injury, I, I skived off as much singing as I could or whatever because I just wanted to trick. I just wanted to flip. I'd go to college. I'd dance all day. I'd get get by with the other lessons and go straight to b-boying with my friends at the university near the and cool train. Shit. yeah do the stuff that i really wanted to do and then when i did my ankle i was like i can't do that like i can't i can't break dance anymore because i've not even got a foot so i started singing and then out somewhere i found a voice and uh in my second second year <laughs> i booked my first musical 
Which was? Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay. The US tour that uh, famously fell through, if you know about it. Yes, I do. Uh, how long was... That didn't even go out, did it? I think you did all the we rehearsals. We did all the rehearsals. And then we it... got to the... Was it the Friday? So we were supposed to fly out on the Monday. We'd finished our last day of rehearsals. Like, we did the whole... Uh, I think we played a stale American boy and everyone just started partying in the room. Like Everyone getting gassed. I remember there was a video. I, I filmed a video of me upside down on one hand doing hand hops topless like to American boy and just filming the room sort of thing. We like, were so I'm excited. I'm going to America. Yeah, I've done it. I've made it. And I was in my second year of college. I was so excited. I didn't have to do my end of year show. Like, and uh, yeah, we just we were downstairs having a drink on the company. And uh, the director, uh, Nick, came downstairs and he was trembling his hands were shaking you know he was clutching his phone and you could just see something was wrong and he was like guys the the, the tour's been cut um we kind of laughed yeah you're like, like what we're it, fucking celebrating so what much money mean? in this company whatever like the, no way and uh they he was like yeah the the tours can like well, i'm really sorry there's nothing i can do about it it's not me like i'm gonna have to let you guys sort of go and that was it and we just got dropped like that you got paid for all the work you did up until of then. Of course, of course. Did uh, you like get supplementary pay for the cancellation? Um, I think we got a few weeks. They did pay us. So they paid us all the rehearsals. And then I think it was like a couple grand because people had like given up places to live for the next few months. Like, and turned down other work. And that's it. Done real, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Did they, why did it get closed down? Why did they cancel it? Uh, ticket sales. So like during the rehearsal periods, I remember in the last week we were starting to look because we were doing venues like the Staples Center and Madison Square Garden, which are absolutely ginormous. 24, uh, what, 20 to 24,000 seaters. Yeah. And we were looking on the website at buying tickets for friends and things and only 3,000 sort of max had been sold in a lot of these venues. Like, and people were starting to kind of ask questions and going, oh, they've not really done much promotion. Like in when they did it in the UK, when they did the tour for the previous two or three years, however long the mm -hmm. stadium tour had been running, there was so much PR. They had all of the radio interviews. There, it was on TV. It was plugged in the papers or whatever. But they weren't seeing a lot of it over in, in the States and unfortunately it fell through. That's insane. Why would they not just try and put it in theatres up there? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Well, his dream was... So his dream originally for Jesus Christ Superstar, Andrew Lloyd Webber said mm -hmm. he wanted it as a stadium, big tour. Like, that's what he wanted it. Because the music is so big and bold. Uh -huh. Like, that was his vision. So, and then it, they tried and... Yeah, artists don't fill out stadiums and fucking no. arenas, let alone, like, musicals. A musical, yeah, with, with some... It's celebrities ish. ish. Who were the celebrities in it? Ah, oh, who who we had Johnny Rotten. Uh, Who's not? Is he is he big in America? Lydon? Johnny Lydon, maybe I can't remember. I, no, not at all. So then, do you know what I mean? Like it's not like they had someone, yeah, Justin Bieber or some shit in this, or like yeah, I don't know, even Jimmy Fallon, like some American someone. star, yeah. Then it would make Chris sense. Ev no, was it Chris Evans on us? Who was King Herod? He, I know he did the year before. Because he's big here as well, but not there. Exactly. Um, Mel C. I mean, now she's big there, but she, she wasn't then. Yeah. Um, so obviously they didn't really think that one through. No. <laughs> no. What did you go on to after that? That was when I went back to college. and I, So literally. So I just spent. You're thinking you're like a bad man. You've I was left. a boss, bro. I was earning money. I had. I was sorted. I was literally, the second my agent told me I had that job, I was like jetting down the road. My yeah. girlfriend was at the time was standing next to me. And she just had no idea what was going on. And I was like singing. I was so excited. Proper Billy Elliot moment. Oh, it was so, so camp. It was hilarious. And then, <laughs> and then, yeah, after it, I had to go back and perform in my end of year show in our house. Uh, the madness you know the musical yeah. and uh yeah that was just which i'm sure was great but it was great it's but not, it's just a different caliber isn't it's it it's not where your brain was at and you've just and i've just adjusted my brain to be a professional mm. i went home i learned all my stuff for the musical you had to you'd turn up you'd be really like i was still living in brighton when i was rehearsing in london so the days there were crazy so i'd be getting up at like 5 a.m going getting back at 10 p.m mm. doing the same thing for like however many weeks it was and then to go from that to go back into an amateur rehearsal with first, second, and third years for the end of your show. Yeah. Where everyone's destroying. messing around. No one knows their harmonies. Like, there's me. I'm still in my professional mindset. Like, I'm okay, I'm going to hang on to this. I'm going to know everything, get on my stuff. Went back into the show. And, I mean, thank. I actually, it was a good thing that I went back because 
I got a taste of some choreography that, that I'd, I'd always wanted to try and choreograph something, but mm -hmm. never really had an opportunity because I had the b-boying in the street background that we've spoken about and the tricks and mm -hmm. the understanding of that. And now had that musical theater training with the ballet, tap, jazz, contemporary, commercial, all of that stuff. I wanted to see what I could do with it. And they gave me the opportunity to choreograph one number in the end of your show. And that kind of gave me a taste for that, which showed me another area to our industry. So, mm -hmm. you know, everything has like its pros and cons, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Do you have an interest into going into that? At some point, I will. And yeah. it will happen, mark my words. Yeah, I, I believe you. But I would like to have a better understanding of everything and have my goals achieved first within the things that I've spoken about with tricking first. So mm -hmm. I can put that at rest. So I'm not hungry to injure myself anymore before that happens. Yeah. Because... Yeah, I'm just not, I'm not ready for that mm. step yet. I'm just going to keep pushing with Forbidden, keep doing my tricking, training my other dance styles as much as I can, taking class, and then try and tie it all together with like a tricking company that's infused, uh, fused together with dance elements. That's a good, uh, yeah, that's a good move. Yeah. Kind of like, I guess, you know, if you think you could do your own version of like, kind of like the Zoo Nation did, they were the first like hip hop musical. Yeah, So to speak, you know, they had like, like rest his soul like Rob Anker you know was the first mm -hmm. like you know major tricker to, that we'd ever seen in a musical and it was yeah. a hip hop musical and it was all like oh my god like if you could get like like full on like trickers who could learn to like act and sing and like it do you know what I mean so and dance cool. it would just take that to a whole new level definitely and they are in they are in the process of training up right now I know dancers that are <clears throat> that have like spent some time with me and I get really excited when people take that journey and uh -huh. I love helping people learn this, the, the art of tricking or whatever. And there's a couple of dancers uh, at the moment that are really pushing their skills and I'm, I'm definitely going to poach them later on in I life. keep seeing Michael Naylor at fucking Beckton doing all yeah. these, linking all these tricks together and I'm like, you're already too good at everything. Like, you need to chill the you fuck out. You need to chill out. Give chill. us a chance. Yeah, you need to chill <laughs> the fuck out, bro. Like, you can already, you're already better than everyone at everything. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah, it's just that obsession thing. Yeah. I think a lot of us have in common. Do you find with tricking that, you know, what to learn one thing, takes ages and then when you get it it's that taste of glory yes and then once you've got that taste it's continuous i remember i first started going to like i mean i wouldn't say it was tricking i was 16 and i'd go to gymnastics mm -hmm. after college mm -hmm. and i'd just learn basics like a back tuck again a front tuck and a side tuck yeah and i remember getting my first back tuck and being like oh my god like I'm and then king. i'm getting it i'm getting it <laughs> yeah and i was with Bebo Reckless, Lee Crowley. Yeah. And, you know, we we're all friends. And he'd be like, now you've got to learn a gainer. And I was like, well, how do I do that? Mm -hmm. He's like, let me teach you to kick moon first. And then it was kick moon. And then it was a gainer. Yeah. And then once you get, you know, it's that, how do I learn the next one? Exactly. How do I progress? And once you got that taste, I was literally like hooked on it until my first injury. Yeah. Yeah. Like I dived off a pier on holiday with my girlfriend at the time. And was diving off the pier all day, like, I do it every holiday. Yeah. And I went for lunch. I come back out. I run. I dived off. The tide had gone out. I hit my head on a rock underwater, passed out, fused the vertebrae in my neck and knocked my teeth out. Wow. Yeah. So woke up underwater, kind of like freaking out, got myself to the top, climbed to the side of the pier, climbed back up. She yeah. was on the beach sunbathing, walking towards her. As soon as I, it's like adrenaline had just taken over yeah i'm just like i've got to get to safety do you know what i mean like i'm on For my sure. own fight like, or flight you need yeah to get fight out. or flight i need someone to hold me before i collapse yeah i saw her running at the pier because she could see i was probably like staggering back and forth and i just remember collapsing and waking up and being like oh good i've knocked my teeth out for the second time and <laughs> the second time yeah i knocked them the first time out i knocked them out the first time doing uk b-boy champ qualifier Nice. Which was interesting. Landed on my chin. Oh, nice. Not my teeth out. Finished my set, though. Oh, um, good, good. Yeah, good finished my set. Of course, and, always. Yeah, always. <laughs> but that wasn't too traumatizing. Do you know what I mean, it was just not just my teeth, but like it didn't change my life. Yeah. But my neck fused the vertebrae in my neck. So I went to the doctors in Portugal and they were like, you need to go home. And I was like, fuck off. I've only been here two days. Like, I've got seven what days it, left. <laughs> I've got seven days left. This is all my savings. Like, yeah. you're crazy. I was like 17. Yeah. I was like, you're crazy. And then I could never, when I've been for about a month, lost all mobility in my neck, was like R2D2. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like this. Couldn't move my head, like pain all the time. I was like, my career's done. I'm never going to be a dancer anymore. Oh my God. And then 
slowly started to get mobility back in my neck. Went to college, uh, Millennium Performing Arts on mm -hmm. scholarship. Did six weeks, would sit out every day because I couldn't complete a full ballet class yeah. without being in absolute agony. So they're like, if you can't complete a ballet class, you can't do any other classes. So I just dropped out. I was like, you know, this isn't for me. Like, yeah. I'm putting so much time and effort into something I don't like. Yeah. And I mean, I've got the movement back, but it's still not like properly. Yeah. And ever since I've just had a fear of like doing tricks and stuff. Cause I was like, wow, I hurt my neck in such a bad way. And I almost lost my entire career from just diving into a, the fucking sea. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can and do it doing that. Yeah. And ever since it's just been this thing, like I'll still do like back tucks and gainers, stuff that I know I can do, yeah. but it's the, always that I've had that fear. And that's why I asked you earlier about how do you conquer that fear? I've always had that fear of what if I do it again? Yeah. Like I feel like, I, I used up all my luck on that go. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was like, yeah. I got away really lightly. Reasonably lightly. Like, you know I mean? Like, I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. But like, I still am limited to what I can do. Mm -hmm. So I just think, fuck, like nothing is worth that risk again. That's why I always think, fuck, like I see you with a fucking broken leg In shoe cast, thing on a still, cast. And, still tricky. And you're <laughs> tricking with your cast on. And I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah. Looking back at that stuff, I wouldn't recommend anyone doing it. Like, unless there's not really an unless but i have i have such a crazy self belief yeah that like i know what my body is capable of and the injuries i've had have been freak ones that i could have avoided if maybe i'd made a smarter decision mm -hmm. but the injury itself happened not due to lack of ability yeah so i still have that self confidence yeah it's not because you were shit at something exactly and i would never take an, a really stupid risk like i wouldn't start swinging flips on a broken leg but mm -hmm. tricking is so versatile like you can take off in any direction off of any limb pretty much and and build mm -hmm. a style around it and that's just what i've done every time i just redeveloped my style made it safe again and took it stripped it right back and then when my body was ready because i kept my body moving in that way mm -hmm. the fear then passed easier because i was just relaxing through like taking myself through the same process every time and that was kind of why i like why i was okay with doing that with a cast on yeah yeah because you're like this is gonna not hold me back it's gonna develop new skills I exactly guess. yeah that's a dope way of looking at it i wish i was that brave <laughs> or silly <laughs> we'll go with silly we'll go with silly but yeah. it's working out for you brave so naivety. Far. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um what goals do you have like for your future like where do you see yourself in 10 years time Ugh, that's like, a really like tough as one. the dream or five years time like ideally with everything going your way mm -hmm. uh, the dream so so last year I, I developed an idea that was uh I, you may have seen some bits about it it kind of fell through because of sponsorship but it was called the great british trick off oh yeah and i wanted to get into event organizing and make tricking more known in the uk mm -hmm. and give you know, in the same way that you would like to help the dance community, I want to do the same thing for trickers. Show them that there are opportunities. There's ways to get sponsorships, ways to earn money. Um, mm -hmm. Because when you're a dancer, I guess you know that performing is a thing. You see dancers on TV all the time. It's very widely known that you can work as a dancer, but trickers not so much because it's more of like a, a hobby of these kids that just go to a gym and, and flip around. And you don't yeah. see it too much other than on things like your variety shows yeah. where people audition and they're like, we've got a cool skill. Let's win Britain's Got Talent. You know. Yeah. So I thought of the idea of putting on a big gathering where I get all of the best trickers from around the world to like fly. It was based off of a model of a, of a gathering that happens in Amsterdam every year, which mm -hmm. is like the biggest one for us. Mm -hmm. Hundreds of trickers come from around the world. You have special guests who are like the best ones who get everyone excited to train with these people. They teach seminars, teach things about how to prevent injury. You know, we, we really try and promote how to do the sport safely and create like a long, the longevity of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And just put, put it out there a bit. So yeah, the goal is to, I guess, have a, have my organization uh, for, for England and then have my tricking team that I spoke about before with mm. the choreography route as under the same umbrella. Yeah. To provide work for them then, I guess. As yes. Well. That, that's it, isn't it? Because then if I can film content of them performing at said event, we can then push them out as a team, a sponsored team. Yeah, like Samsung are trying to sell a new phone and they've got in your Zach's tricking group or exactly. whatever yeah, yeah. to advertise it and then you're sponsored by Samsung. Kind of like B-Boys do in Korea, I guess. Exactly. The exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just try and push that and like guide the community a little bit. Do you ever look think about going into being like a stuntman? I have thought about it. Um, 
the the time where I most thought about it was actually when I was injured, so it just wasn't realistic. Um, <laughs> it was a lot of work. Yeah. Like you have to have so many disciplines covered. Like yeah. I think it's five. It's I think five. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I ticked like three off already, really. And I just needed to learn, like I think it was like horse, horse horseback or driving, one of the two. Horseback wouldn't be too difficult. No, that would be. I, I mean, I feel like I could do any of it, but then yeah, it was just the long process. Like it was like another two, three year investment into training that I've already been on my grind for like twelve years, and I decided that I was going to do this thing. That's a whole other set of skills that if I start, yeah, I'm going to get obsessed with because that's who I am. Yeah, yeah, and it around performing and tricking and everything like that i'd already eaten up all of my days as we've mm -hmm. already said you know i had that period where beckton go home eat go to the gym again go back to beckton perform on the weekends do the same thing again like there just wasn't the time to do it yeah but i mean they do earn some tasty money well that's what i was thinking like if you want to <laughs> you know there's not even many stuntmen that have your ability in what you do mm. and like uh my friend jamie karitzis just got put on the stunt register jamie. i've had him on the podcast one of the first ones he was at the time in the process of doing it and obviously he's just now got onto the stunt register mm. and i saw the things he was training and you know all the gymnastic side and stuff and the trampolining yeah. you already knew you can already do all that yeah so you've already got some of it like complete like do you know any martial arts like once you know a martial art that's one that's i that believe another thing, that's yeah. probably quite a long one that yeah because you have to work it up to a black belt yeah which, which takes years anyway yeah and and i think that was another thing that put me off was going through a grading system in taekwondo because as a tricker i train those kicks anyway and i would have to take a step back with my tricking and although it would maybe clean up my foundations for it mm -hmm. which i think it would be it could be a good thing I wouldn't be able to pursue the level at which I am at with my swings, the yeah. big, you know, your triple corks or whatever, your double flips. Like, mm -hmm. it just wouldn't be time to train that. Yeah. No, I agree. But I just think for longevity-wise of a career, because, you know, once you're on the, once you're on that stunt register, once your body goes, I don't want to do these tricks anymore, you don't even have to do them. You're on yeah. the stunt register. You can be the guy which falls out of a window for someone and get paid fucking bank. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It, I think I think it's definitely something to think about for my future, because it brings longevity towards what you do, it's towards your career, and what you already the skills you already have complement that. Definitely, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I can just kind of put some finesse on the stuff that they're asking me to do. I guess. Yeah. Like take the fall out of the window with a triple twist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can you instead of just falling out the window, can you spin six times <laughs> before you hit the mat and just land on your face like? Yeah. Just side of your face and kind of scorpion yourself a bit. Yeah. You're like anything but my ankle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything I would definitely my... rather land on my face than my ankle yeah. <laughs> in a dodgy position. A hundred percent. Fuck yeah. Um, uh, what kind of... So we spoke about like your career and stuff. Mm -hmm. What do you do in your personal life? What do you do in your downtime to chill out? Because as a... In your career, you're very extreme and yeah. full on. What do you do to chill out? Uh, in terms of like chilling out, anything like yeah 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 you don't have to do a hand signal like yeah. do i smoke yeah <laughs> you can say you smoke a blend like yeah sweet i don't know how far we're getting into it yeah so i'm a very full-on person you know i'm mm. and as i said i like go 100 everything also that was was, like can i say this <laughs> yeah bro um yeah i like to smoke smoke a joint in in the evenings like that's how i switch my brain off because uh -huh. i'm very like my brain is tick, 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 tick all the time and it yeah. just slows me right down. I chill out. I play video games. Mm -hmm. um, I enjoy going to the spa because it makes my body feel a lot better. Yeah. So will the joint. Yeah, exactly. It helps the recovery, yo. Yeah. Like, if you think about it, what you, yeah, what you do is so intense, that's going to have more benefits than just chilling you out. Well, exactly. It's better. I just smoke a joint. I play video games and eat a lot of food in the evenings. Yeah. I yeah. bet your calorie expenditure must be insane it's through the roof yeah do you know how many calories you eat a day have you ever tracked it i did a while back and it hit like plus side of four four and a half thousand Fuck. calories yeah that's a lot when because I, I was i went for a stage of like okay i've started forbidden yeah i'm gonna gain size i need i need to get bigger but obviously my training doesn't support that so i was actually not doing, at all well it's, it's counter yes yeah, it's, it's the opposite so I was bulking while tricking and I had to literally do like, yeah, four and a half thousand calories. It must yeah. have been about like really pushing. I would, and and to stay, I, I, I believed that if I did like 
you know, like intermittent fasting, uh-huh. like 16, eight yeah, hours, yeah. whatever it is. Uh, I didn't eat anything through the day and then I'd cram it all in in the evenings. So I could like, I was light enough to trick in the morning and then I would smoke a joint and just eat all the food in the all evening. All the munchies. Yeah, that's let the, it. Let the effects work on your benefit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I feel like even intimate fasting is not great for building muscle. Great for anti-inflammatory though. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're trying to fix your take gut. some swelling down and get, get rid of those protein farts. Yeah. It's the way to go. Like I fast a lot. Yeah. Like I do a lot of fasting. Like if I, if I know I can. Yeah. And just to even, like you said, stay healthy. Like. Yeah. I I don't do like twenty four hour fasts. I'll okay. do like sixteen at the most. Yeah, me too. And I try and do that like every every other week. Okay. Otherwise, I'll just do like a good twelve ten hour, like a regular one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or I'll skip breakfast and have lunch. Yeah. Or train. It's in not the morning too tough fasted. to do. Like just to drink water. Yeah. Until you've had that first meal in the day, I'm not hungry. No, isn't that funny thing? Everyone's like, "Oh, aren't you starving?" I'm like, "Not until I eat." And then when I eat, I'm like, holy Oh fuck. my God, I, I am need starving. to eat everything and everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I find it, since starting Dream Boys, it's funny because it's like, I, I go through cycles where it's like, I'm shirtless every night. I want to look like an absolute beast. Yeah. And then I start getting bigger and then I dance and I'm like, I look like shit. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? I start it's dancing slow, and I'm like, I look sluggish. Clunky. I've got no yeah. mobility. I've got no movement. Like, I'm so stiff. Like, yeah. nothing, because I'm short as well. Do you know what I mean? I end up looking like a ginger SpongeBob. <laughs> like, short and square. Like, yeah. it's just like, fuck. Like, there's no happy place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I remember last year, like, um, I was surrounded by all these beefcake bodybuilder kind of looking people. Not the ones on the tour, mm. but the ones like, uh, that like some of them are insta celebs and they work at like the Saturday shows and sure. some of the strippers and they're all like yeah man I'm on steroids da, 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 take this and I'm like oh I want to but I'm scared <laughs> like do you know what yeah. I mean I'm like My I want <laughs> yeah I want to I want kids and like just it's like the the scary side effects of it I'm like should I yeah. should I and I tease myself with the idea yeah. and then I go no, nah, I'm being a pussy because I moan that I'm my, I'm too big. Like normally, you yeah. know, it's just like it's that constant battle between I want to look better, but then it's like, is it gonna affect my performance? Yeah. In normal life, because you know, as we know, steroids are a performance enhancing drug. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, is it gonna? It's not gonna improve my line when I do a, <laughs> a an arm. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, for it's sure. not enhancing my performance as a dancer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Is it, it fucks my brain. Do you find yourself being quite body conscious now you're in this profession? Oh, I've I've always been that way though. I think yeah. that's what I think that's how I ended up in it anyway, because I've always been in fairly good shape. Just I've always wanted that six pack, you know, I've yeah. wanted to be the dancer or the tricker who looks looks shredded with a top off because yeah. I, I like that feeling. It's same. quite empowering, you know? Mm-hmm. I like people to look at me and go, fuck, that guy works hard. Yeah, same. I'm like, yeah, I fucking do. Yeah. Yeah, I re- work really hard to look like this. Uh, it's funny you say about the size and the sluggish thing too because, you know, I really experienced that. Like I sit uh, usually around 76 kilos comfortably. Uh-huh. I pushed it up to 82 uh. and like that was lean mass and I was still shredded. Uh, like yeah. my... F- I, I think that was when I did my photo shoot with James Quitchley, yeah. which is like yeah. when I was my most And pumped. you look fucking huge in it. Yeah. I look like your traps and everything. I was like, fuck. Like, that, that, training for that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, tri- I tricked at that weight a lot and I was still doing double corks. Like, I can't tell you what it feels like, but it's like, have you, you know when you sit on a chair, and like an office chair and you spin around and yeah. you have your legs out? Yeah. And when you pull them in, you go... Pfft. Yeah. So trying to double cork at that weight is like trying to spin with your legs out like that like, oh, like really? it just feels great it feels really it. slow like and it's sluggish and the eleven land is like like so heavy but it feels cool and everyone hears it when you land in yeah. the gym because it's like douche into the floor and you feel like a boss but that I, it takes its toll on your joints i just yeah. would hurt more everything was everything was heavy. like it's just more pressure on you it's finding that happy balance isn't it mm which is fucking a ball like what kind of foods do you eat um i have a lot of fruit it, it really depends what kind of mood i'm in because i can be really lazy as well yeah. you know i work really hard in some other areas so sometimes i will just get takeaways like i love a dog oh, same so uh, much I, I do a mcdonald's uh 20 chicken nuggets oh i could do that like that's, that's my nothing, that's my, bro. <laughs> but, I've ne- but i've never done that i've never yeah. been that person well except when I was 16, I was that person. Yeah. But as since being a professional dancer, yeah. I've never been that person. And now I'm just a bit like, sometimes I'm like, I'm tired as fuck. Like I bust my ass. Chicken nuggets ain't going to kill me. And then I wake up the next day like, 
they didn't help me either. But right. it's just my guilty pleasure, do you know You're what I mean? You're just like, it's there, they taste really good, and yeah. I don't have to do anything. But I do like to cook, like, uh, standard stuff. My favorite thing that I make is, like, chicken wrapped in bacon, and I mm. put fill it up with Philadelphia in the middle, oh, and yeah. some herbs and stuff, like tender stem broccoli on the side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, it's healthy. Yeah, it's, it's healthy. semi-healthy. They're, no, it is healthy, if you, like, do you mean? It's in terms of, like... Ordering a Domino's is definitely healthy. Yeah. yeah. And creamy mash. I make the best creamy mash. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. All the cheese goes in there. A bit of Philly too. Some herbs. That is my like. My new favorite ugh. thing is just fucking beef burgers, bro. Oh, yeah? Just, I don't even have a bun. Just like last night I had three beef burgers, a whole <laughs> avocado and sliced cheese, like six slices of cheese. Hells, yeah. And uh, then I was feed- I bought it all and I was like, I should probably have something healthy with like, like not, not that in my eyes, that's not unhealthy, like on the grand scheme of things. It's just meat, do you know what I mean? With a bit yeah. of fucking cheese yeah. and an avocado. I was like, I should probably have some veg. And I'm looking at all the veg. I was like, I don't want any of that veg. I can't bother prepping it. I can't bother cooking it. Then I saw like the cauliflower rice. Yeah. I was like, oh, that'll do. That's easy. Microwave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah done. Fiber. Done. done. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's just ticking win. boxes, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, ticking boxes. I need my carbs. I need to hit these macros. Great. Yeah, yeah. that's just about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you track your macros and stuff? Uh, not, at the, not at the minute. Like, uh, you, you know, Aussie? Yeah. Yeah, so he got me into all of that stuff. And when yeah. he was over here, I was really on it. And that's when I looked like my best. Yeah. And like, I kind of let it slip mm. a little bit recently. It's so hard to live a real life and do that all the time. It really though. is, you know. Meal I, prepping is tough. Yeah. I tracked for th- four years straight without yeah. a day off. Like I had like, it must have been a world record. I had like 3,000 days or some shit. That's crazy. On, um, on my fitness On tracker? my fitness pal. Like something yeah, yeah. ridiculous. I can't remember what, how many days it was, but it was fucking... R- insane yeah and i remember tracking it the one day just before christmas like and i'd eaten shit and i was tracking the shit food i'd eaten and i was looking at it like why do i do this like i'm not even sticking to it i'm just tracking it for the sake of you know it's become a habit yeah you know i mean i was like i probably should stop doing this this is probably like a mental illness yeah do you know i mean this is probably like it was like an this addiction is, this has become something that i feel like i have to i guess make myself accountable for it but even if i'm not being healthy I, i'm still tracking it yeah. you know what i mean and it was like a weird thing so i was like right i'm trying not to do it for a week yeah. and honestly i eat i eat less food yeah or i eat as opposed to when i feel like i should yeah. like mentally mm-hmm. i eat when i should physically mm-hmm. you know what i mean i'm like i'm fucking hungry i'm gonna eat now yeah what am i gonna eat what do i fancy as opposed to going i should eat this i or, need to eat this every four hours or i, I shouldn't eat this, this. Much. Yeah. yeah and i'm so much happier yeah and i don't look any better or any worse it's crazy like do you know what i mean it was such a fucking stupid it's phase like, it's so it's so hard to weigh it up like people will tell you to do so many different things like there's so many theories about how you can be in shape like yeah. oh you should fast oh you should do this diet you should do a keto you diet should do, you should do a ketosis car, yeah. oh amazing it's gonna fix your brain as well anti-inflammatory yeah, yeah. All, all the stuff make my body alkali what was yeah. that one uh the alcohol yeah the alkali yeah, diet yeah. one of just like fucking berries and like all of that stuff acai berries and yeah there's just so many things out there. All you need to do is have balance. Is have balance and train hard. Burn more than you eat. That's it. It's, it's a simple equation. Yeah. <laughs> if you're trying to lose weight, like work out mm. and put in less than you're burning. Yeah. You're gonna lose yeah, weight. Definitely. It does affect how you feel as well. Like I know if I have a lot of carbs, even if it's less calories, I feel sluggish. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't feel great. Makes mm-hmm. my stomach feel a bit funny. Yeah. But that's personal. That's not everyone. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and everyone has their own different ways of figuring out their food mm-hmm. that was definitely interesting fucking weird what are you working on personally like in your personal life do you feel like you need to be a better like normal human as opposed yeah, to a performer man. like what kind of shit do you... mental battles really yeah. like yeah I don't really talk about this side of me at all ever like I have uh, a lot of anxiety it's, it's good to yeah um Okay, we're going there. Yeah, yeah I, go. I suffered a lot, a lot in college from from anxiety. I had uh-huh. a, a relationship that really messed my head up, and it closed me off to women a lot. And uh, bizarre, considering the job you're in. Exactly, and uh, I'm really trying to work on myself and just accept what what I am. Uh-huh. And like this year for me, I you know I went for a stage of smoking weed too much. Uh-huh. Like I got really. I started to sit in a slump. Like I would do my trick and I would do all that stuff, but then I'd sit in, in the in the evenings, I'd smoke, I wouldn't really communicate with anyone. I'd sit on video games and that was that. So mm-hmm. like uh, I'm really just trying to accept that, you know, I have these things from my past that affect me the way they do and it's okay to be like that and mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep pushing forward with it the same way I did with my injuries. Like yeah. I've got a shit thing, I'm going to fix it. 
and it will get there at some point, you know? Yeah. So my personal goals at the moment are pretty much just accepting everything that to is be, me. Being you. Yeah. That's dope. I feel like so many performers suffer with anxiety, but mm. uh, very they put too much pressure on themselves about it and make it like it's this huge thing. Yes. And it's a bit like, no, everyone's anxious in their own way about their own things. Yeah. And that's fine. Like, I mean, I, I can't say I suffer with anxiety, but I know the things that make me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I just avoid it. Yeah. yeah I mean, which probably isn't the best solution, but it's just different ways of dealing with it and not. Yeah. But um, it's funny you say like you were smoking too much weed because some people say like, oh, smoke a bit of weed, it'll chill you out. But then it's like too much is going to take you the complete other route, right? Yeah, I just remember this one time and I was sat on my sofa in my living room and I'd smoked a lot of weed and it had the opposite effect. And the day that happened, I was like, this is no longer helping me. Yeah. Like I started to, I was sat inside my head and I was just, it started to work even faster than usual. And I felt stuck. I remember I felt like the walls were coming in around me, you know, and Mm -hmm. I was thinking about all my life decisions and all of this stuff that I'd been avoiding for ages. And I was like, do you know what? I've just got to, I've just got to cut down a Do bit. Do you think that's why you're so full on like when it comes to like work and like tricking and training because it takes you out of that space where you can just really? sit and think yeah, and precisely. like beat yourself up about shit which is probably silly. Yeah. But in your head like at the time and then it's funny isn't it because sometimes you come away from it and you're like why was that a problem? Mm-hmm. But in that moment it felt like the absolute world. Oh, it does, man. And then you step away from it and you go, "Oh. Oh." Yeah, it was literally like yeah. a dodgy text that someone sent me and it sent me spiraling. Like yeah. it can be stupid things yeah. sometimes. <laughs> really sexy. It depends on my mood of the day or like if I haven't, if I've been fasting, like consistent. sometimes I do like a, quite a few days on in a row. Yeah. And uh, if I'm on that last day where I'm, before I know I'm going to stop, I'm in quite a low place and like I just want to eat and I just need someone to cuddle me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm just a bit like. I need some love. Oh, someone love me. Someone love me. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Do you do like, do you meditate or do yoga or anything? I tried yoga. Yeah, yeah I did, did like yoga. Not really. It's no, just it's a not bit intense too slow. Yeah. I tried the yoga that's like all the handstands and stuff because at least then it was more physical. Yeah. But even that, it still wasn't enough. Like, no. like it just wasn't tough enough. Like, <laughs> I need a challenge. Yeah. I need to some, if I take a class, it needs to be something that I just can't do. Mm. Like, I want to learn. You should try like silk someone. yoga. You know the ones where they do like, oh, yeah. it's like yoga and you do it on like silks. So you get you hanging from shit. And like, do you know what I mean? It's just a different stimuli for your brain as mm. opposed to going, I'm in Warrior 2. Yeah. Like you're in Warrior 2 whilst balancing on some silk like, yeah. or some shit like that. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be uh, a good way to approach it, I think. I do need to find another way of switching off though, I reckon. Yeah, because I, I, I always use uh, obviously yourself as your, what you base yourself on. And when I was in LA... I was like that. I was fucking nonstop. I was so intense. I was go all the time. I'd be up at five. I'd be out on my morning walk. I'd FaceTime my family. I'd go to the gym. I'd go hiking after the gym. I'd come home. I'd nap for like 45 minutes, get up, take class all evening, and then go work in a gay bar and be up until 3 a.m. and then repeat the same cycle. And I was getting like three, four hours sleep a night. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And in my head, I was like, the harder I work, it's all going to pay off. Like intense, 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 intense. Until... I beat the living shit out of myself. And it was like, you need to find some chill time. Yeah. Like, you need to find a way of switching off. Do you know what I mean? And like, it was really like, right, what do you like to do that isn't physical? Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, find that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Go for lunch with people. Yeah, man. You know, go and be a human. Go and socialize with people. It's probably going to benefit you. Not socialize in the gym. Yeah. Not at class. Like, in an environment where we're just sat down. Just be a person. Yeah. You don't have to be a superhero. Yeah. Yeah. You're. N- I wasn't born a superhero, so I can I can do that on my training days. Yeah. But you need to... You need to be Clark Kent now, not Superman. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think uh, going back to what you said, working on personally, that is that is the thing. Yeah. It's finding my Clark Kent. It's finding my friendship again. You know, all, yeah. all of those things. Finding the people I connect with on a normal level. Going for that lunch. Going for like one drink or whatever yeah. just to catch up with people yeah, yeah. literally on 20 <laughs> <laughs> no i because that was a massive turning point for me as soon as i started doing that i was like oh my god life is so much more fun mm-hmm. like do you know what i mean it's not as intense i yeah. didn't beat myself up yeah like and maybe that was my form of anxiety like i felt like i couldn't rest i felt like i wasn't i didn't deserve rest until i'd succeeded yeah do you know what I mean? Yeah, Until yeah. I'd reached those goals, I didn't deserve to treat myself. It was like That's so it. full on. Yeah. 
I reckon everyone's got that in their own way too. Yeah. Everyone will have that cr- like that crux. Is that the right word? I don't know, but I like it. Like crutch or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. No, let's go with crux. Well, we're going to go with crux, crux. just because it sounds cool. Yeah, and if it's wrong and someone tells us it's wrong, fuck someone, you. Please correct me. No, don't. We're, we're going to make it a word. Okay, sweet. Yeah, dope. Anyway, bro, well, thank you so much oh, you're for welcome, coming on brother. the show. Um, I wish you all the best. Thank you very much. And uh, I'm hoping to get some more of your guys on the show. Yeah. Because I've actually had like almost every dream boy on my podcast. Oh, yeah? So I feel like it's only fair for the listeners because we got a lot of... You know, a lot of Dreamboy followers and supporters listen, and I'm sure they're fa- followers and supporters of Forbidden Nights too, so they'll yeah, be happy to hear really inside cool. your lives. You're good friends with like Lex and that, right? Yeah, you, man. I'm going to yeah, get Lex get them on, on here. He's a cool 100%. guy. And I was speaking to um, Scorpion the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah so when he's on. back, he's coming on. Sick. So, yeah, man. Nice, bro. I think we should do a joint show. Yeah? Yeah. We should... Oh, my God. That would be such a cool Can idea. imagine one night only, like once a year. Yeah, like a really... Oh, that would be sick. Like a banger of a show. A yeah. dirty, like, yeah. we could get grimy. That would be so cool. Yeah, like Christmas special. Yeah. That'd be sick. Or a yeah. charity one. Or the Forbidden shit. Dream. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see if we can make it happen. Yeah, I copyright. Hope my, yeah, I hope, I, hope, I hope my boss doesn't shout at me for this. Oh, but, sorry, Bill. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Anyway, bro, thank you so much. Pal, it's a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Ins and Outs podcast. Please share the podcast with your friends, your family, your family's friends, and your friend's family. If you see some strangers on the street or on the tube with some headphones in, just download the podcast for them and be like, check this out, motherfucker. Get us some more listeners. Also, please leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. I can't tell you how much that helps me. And check out for more podcasts soon. Thanks for listening. Love y'all. Peace. I'm out.